It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So it's, it's the uh, Ukrainian-Russia conflict that's going to cause your gas prices to go up now. And that's all because of Donald Trump. So there, you, that's what you need to know if you've been watching, <laughs> watching MSNBC and whatnot. I just find it really hard. To, uh, the twisted logic of the mainstream media, uh, and I know that gets to be a cliche, you know, cliche sounding after a while, but honestly, the twisted logic of the mainstream media to know that we uh, lived peacefully without getting into any wars while Donald Trump was the president, while he, I mean, he tough talked with the world's despots, with China, uh, with North Korea. Korea with Russia for four years talked tough. Russia had no compelling interest to have Donald Trump as the president of the United States. They had every compelling interest to have Hillary Clinton as the president of the United States. And they certainly are loving the fact that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. They're loving it. And yesterday, you know, uh, we heard that uh, the, the United States had these incredible preventative sanctions in mind and and then they let the invasion happen or at least the limited incursion it's peacekeeping troops into two uh russian held territories in ukraine or at least uh, uh supposed their territories owned by russia whatever anyway it gave uh, putin an excuse to go into those provinces and if there's any sort of resistance from ukrainian forces then an opportunity to take over the rest of the country all right, so that's going on. And I got to tell you, he didn't try it when Donald Trump was the president. Donald Trump, unlike uh, his predecessor, didn't send blankets and socks to the Ukrainians. He sent them missiles. He sent them uh, armaments and whatnot. And now we're here with uh, Joe Biden, who, I mean, dear God in heaven, you have to even question if he's a weak leader. Listen to him talk. Do you have to question that we don't have a man of strength in the White House? Do you have to question that we have a guy who has no successful record of diplomacy, foreign policy whatsoever, in his 50 years in Washington, D.C.? And yet, somehow, this is all Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> it really is. I'm going to get into the tortured, the tortured logic of this as the show progresses. But here, here's the president yesterday talking tough when he could actually talk. Yesterday, the world heard clearly the full extent of Vladimir Putin's twisted rewriting. Putin's and the gluten. He's gluten-free. He's Putin. We want to be Putin-free. History. Going back more than a century, as he waxed eloquently, noting that, well, I'm not going to go into it, but nothing in Putin's lengthy remarks. See, that's, that's when he forgets what he's talking about altogether. That's when he says that. Well, I'm not going to get into it because my brain isn't working. That's what he does. That. Otherwise, he'd just stand there and go, derp, 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 derp. The world Let's hear it again. Heard clearly. Yes, clearly. The full extent of Vladimir Putin twisted. So this gluten, gluten. Right of history. Going back more than a century, as he waxed eloquently. Better to wax on than wax off. That, well, I'm not going to go into it, but nothing in Putin's not lengthy remarks indicate any interest in pursuing real dialogue. I'm not going to go into it because, uh, you know, my brain has uh, hit a speed bump and I can't go over it. He couldn't go over a brain speed bump with, like, the Bigfoot monster truck. I'm showing my age. Uh, you know, Gravedigger. I don't know. What's the big monster truck now? Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just... 
It's it's remarkable. It is remarkable. Uh, not only are the gas prices COVID's fault and uh, inflation and your empty store shelves COVID's fault, now everything is going to be the Russia-Ukrainian invasion's fault, and all of that is Donald Trump's fault, just so you know. You know, literally, when it comes to uh, liberal arguments, and I won't even say liberal, because liberal means open-minded. Liberal is different than left. Left is just stupid beyond belief and uh, doesn't believe in freedom and, uh, you know, uh, everything for me, rules for thee, but not for me. All of that stuff. You literally, with their arguments, you need to leave a uh, a trail of popcorn or something behind you so you can find your way back to the original argument. This is a national report on uh, Newsmax Television. Lieutenant Colonel uh, Schaefer talking about, uh, you know, these sanctions and what they're going to mean, uh, these massive sanctions against Putin. And, uh, and they're actually going to mean uh, D-word for Richard. President Biden promised strong and swift sanctions if an invasion were to occur, and it has. Uh, do you think these sanctions will now deter any further invasions? No, as a matter of fact, I think they're only going to embolden him. Uh, well, I don't think he's going to take all of Ukraine. The continued feckless response that uh, Biden is showing, plus... I got to tell you, do you honestly give a rat's behind about Ukraine at this point? I mean, they've got a corrupt uh, administration, a corrupt government. They always kind of have. I don't you know. Let's be honest here. Let's I mean, I'm a humanitarian and everything, but Ukraine, geez, really? What? Is that one of those beephole countries Donald Trump was talking about? He's doing, well, actually sanction the American people. He's going the wrong way, Emma. He's actually degrading our ability to have U.S. corporations drill and get oil out of the United States. We've lost economic uh, energy dominance. Uh, and, and the Russians are gaining advantage by that. We're, we're being weakened. And the other thing to remember here, all the yep. sanctions he's talking about, Emma, Putin's figured out a way to go around them. Uh -oh. China is the back door he is using. They're creating outlets to buy his oil. That's right. All you got to do is remember that uh, China is uh, their buddies, okay? And so no matter what happens with regard to uh, us and sanctions and, uh, you know, NATO and all of that stuff, there's always China. And now that the Olympics are uh, over, they can freely express their relationship. They can openly <laughs> express their relationship. Can you imagine the movie? It'd be like a rom-com. It's like Russia and China had to hide their secret, a relationship that burned, but the Olympics were going on, so they had to keep it from everyone. Now that the Olympics are over, they can show their love for one another and dominate the world. I could this would be a perfect rom-com. It could have somebody like, I don't know, uh, Adam Sandler in it. And it could have, uh, what's her name? She played in E.T. I always forget her name. Anyway, they could have those two in there. And uh, Hugh Jackman could be uh, Russia. You know, whatever. Or China could be played by Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, either way, it's probably going to be a good movie. It's not something you'll want to watch if you're a guy, but your, my, your wife might uh, ask you to watch it with them. Uh, but, uh, and you'll sit here and you'll go, okay, fine. And you try not to show how much you hate this movie because you don't want to take her off. But, you know, I'm kind of straying off the course here. But, <laughs> but Russia always has China. The world's despots always have one another's backs as it were. So here we are again. Uh, we are in a situation where the United States, I think if you want to argue with me, please show me how Joe Biden is broadcasting strength to the world's despots, because I have one piece of evidence that shows otherwise. Russia didn't invade Ukraine while Donald Trump was a president. And now they're freaking invading Ukraine. How about that? Was that, was that, good? <laughs> was that good enough for you?
And that China's buzzing Taiwan with warplanes. And now that the, uh, you know, the Olympics are over, once again, their hidden love can be shown for the world to see. Now, if you'd like to comment on any of this, 800-922-6680. On the way, Joe Scarborough with his inflatable hair and wife says Americans should be ashamed. Ashamed, I tell you, because the world is collapsing. Uh, you've got uh, Malcolm Nance on MSNBC saying everything is Donald Trump's fault. None of this has to do with Joe Biden and in the first year of his presidency, which is, I mean, honestly, disastrous. Even Democrats agree with that. Let's go to uh, Walter in Virginia. Hello there, Walter, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob, love your show. Your podcast, fantastic. Thank you, bro. I got this from an anonymous source as to what? why Kamal Harris is over in Germany to do all the negotiations with Putin one-on-one. Why is that? Apparently, President Joey got a call from former Mayor Willie Brown, who said the best person to have on a one-on-one situation is Kamala Harris. <laughs> You know the uh, the position that Hill uh, that uh, Kamala Harris has held the longest horizontal know, horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the great work, Rob. Love you, thank you, man. All right, bro. Thanks. <laughs> oh, she was like uh, what attorney? No, she was a, a prosecuting attorney, AG or whatever. And then and then she, but she's been uh, holding the position horizontal longer than any of those. <laughs> whatever, laugh along, dear lord. Donald Trump has got the uh, the Democrats and the left uh, up in a in, in a tizzy. They're in a tizzy, is what they are. They just get in this little tizzy and they just go crazy. It's nuts. He said that uh, Vladimir Putin is a genius, and and when you look at Vladimir Putin and what he's managed to do uh, to the world, you kind of gotta you kind of gotta say, yeah, you know, he's uh, playing them. He's playing uh, a lot of these rubes, a lot of these uh, these give piece of chance crowd people, and he's gonna get whatever he wants out of it, uh, even as they attempt to lash out and they. Uh, attempt as they have in the past uh you know with some sort of sanctions some sort of appeasement uh something and honestly it's all it is is drawing them into a little fight and then playing them like little uh you know like a cat does with a half alive bird <laughs> just kind of smacks it around a little bit and uh, and here is donald trump again uh, expressing admiration i went in yesterday and there was a television screen and i said this is genius putin declares it as independent oh that's wonderful i said how smart is that is that is that admiration? I guess uh, to some degree it is, but does he mean that he uh, endorses what Putin is doing? No. I think that Donald Trump is looking back at this and saying, well, here's how I would have done things, you dummies. Here's one of the reasons why uh, Donald Trump would admire Vladimir Putin. It's because, uh, you know, people like Kamala Harris say stupid stuff like this. We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context then of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect, we believe, has merit. Oh, this is so faculty lounge, and it gets even dumber. I want you to listen to this. This is where she doesn't even know. She's trying to make this, this event that's happening in uh, Ukraine and Russia 
Big, 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 big. They want to make this as big as possible. The Democrat Party, uh, Joe Scarborough, uh, and the you know the sundry news hosts and politicians. They want to make this as big as possible. This is the biggest conflict since World War II. It, it couldn't get any bigger than this. We could have Armageddon because of it. And just in case things cool down, and, and I believe inevitably they will. Uh, although I'm not an expert on foreign policy, but uh, as far as uh, World War III, I don't see it happening. But you know that's just me. That's just my gut, my life experience, and common sense speaking. But the the left wants to make this as big as possible. So Joe Biden, if Vladimir Putin decides to back off, stay in the two uh, regions over there in Ukraine that he is claiming and sending in uh, peacekeeping troops, uh, if it gets defused, then Joe Biden can take all the credit and appear to have actually done something right for the first time in his presidency, if not for his first time in almost 50 years in Washington, D.C. I mean, listen, guys, we're talking about the potential for war in Europe. I mean, let's really take a moment to understand the significance of what we're talking about. It's been over 70 years. Yeah, no, actually, uh, Europe has been in conflict, conflict after conflict after conflict for the last 70 years. And through those 70 years, as I mentioned yesterday, there has been peace and security. No, there hasn't been peace and security at all in uh, Europe. There have been all sorts of places, uh, Croatia and Ukraine and, uh, you know, uh, over and over again. And that's, you know, that's why we don't want to be them. Because <laughs> they've always been a mess. Here's a Tulsi Gabbard reacting to Kamala Harris and her her soft Moorish, mindless speeches and talk about war and uh, what the United States is doing in uh, Europe and uh, with Ukraine and Russia. My gosh, this is embarrassing. It's it's hard to keep track of all of those jumbles of words. And it's clear that she was sent there uh, to be the voice of the United States as a purely political calculation. You and I both know she has no foreign policy background, no foreign policy understanding. Again, the longest position Kamala Harris has held is horizontal. She has no concept of the cost of war, nor does she have the temper temperament <laughs> necessary to be the voice of the United States on the global stage. So, And that's why I think that, uh, I honestly think that it precipitated Putin's incursion into Ukraine. He says, you sent her over? I mean, is that like essentially say, is that all you got? It's embarrassing I to see this play out. I, I want to talk about the two examples uh, that you raised there where she talked about deterrence and sanction. How do you deter someone by punishing them before they do it? Okay, now listen, Billy, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and give you a timeout. Before you uh, leave your toys out, <laughs> okay, maybe not the best analogy, uh, insert uh, all sorts of weapons and heavy artillery. Uh, it, it's, it's very simple. This is kind of like grade school understanding, where if you say, I'm going to punish you before you do something, wouldn't a kid say, okay, fine, well, I might as well go ahead and do it anyway. Uh, this, this is not rocket science here. Uh, no, it is not rocket Well, it is rocket. Uh, it does have rockets involved, but it's not rocket science. Uh, really, if you, if you listen to Kamala Harris speak over there the last couple of days, if you have any intelligence, I guess, maybe life experience, you realize that uh, she really is quite lost. Um, she has no answers for anything. This is what happens when you put people in charge because they check a couple of boxes, not because they have experience and knowledge and, and a past filled with good decisions. Uh, you, you send somebody over who honestly is a, is a chew toy to somebody who has been entrenched in uh, the bureaucracy, entrenched in the uh, Russian Secret Service, uh, somebody who's been in charge of Russia for over a decade, and you send her over, 
how is that going to how is that going to prevent this guy who's been a player on the world stage uh, since Kamala Harris was uh, you know uh, hanging with Willie Brown? Here is Jen Psaki, and and this is another thing that's going around. Our gas prices are going to go through the ceiling. All right, and there's a, there's a main reason for that, and that is that we are dependent on OPEC and we are dependent on Russia. We've actually imported, I heard a report the other day, 230 million barrels of oil from Russia. We have. The United States has imported 230 million barrels of oil from Russia since Joe Biden took over the presidency. We were a net exporter of petroleum of fossil fuels when Donald Trump was the president. And in the world, what is the currency? What is the currency of strength in the world? It's energy, okay? And right now, as much as you'd like to think that your uh, tractor trailer or your airplane can run on unicorn juice and uh, fairy dust and uh, rainbow uh, whatever, uh, it doesn't. It runs on petroleum by and large. There are no solar-powered jets. There are no uh, solar-powered tractor trailers. There are no electric jets that carry 300 passengers across the United States in four hours, depending on which way you're flying. It just is not there. So right now, the major currency, the most massive political weapon that anyone can have is petroleum. And not just because it uh, fuels your car and the Biden administration is going to, you know, is wants you to buy lots of electric vehicles by subsidizing them because you don't want to buy them. But right now, uh, by and large, our vehicles run on petroleum. And also, by the way, if you were, for instance, uh, you've got a, a cell phone on your, on your desk there, the plastics in that cell phone were derived from uh, petroleum products. Your computer screen, uh, your computer, your uh, maybe the, the door, the, I don't know, maybe. What, but all of these things are derived from plastics made from petroleum products. So uh, petroleum is a major, major weapon in the world. And if you cut somebody off from their energy supply, they suffer. Their people suffer. And if you have control of your own fuel supply, then you get to move first on the chessboard. But here is Jen Psaki. She has no answer for how Joe Biden intends to bring down surging gas prices that will surge more. And of course, Democrats will blame not our energy dependence, but on the fact that there is a conflict between Russia and Ukraine. And she has no idea. And I've used this analogy before. The Democrat Party creates problems. They created the crisis on the border by getting rid of stay in Mexico and essentially broadcasting to this, uh, the southern hemisphere. Come here. You won't be tested for COVID and we'll fly you anywhere you want in the country and you can stay. All right. And and so we created that. And then they, they put Kamala Harris in charge of the border. And it's like, uh, for instance, a crime scene investigator arriving on the scene of the crime. The body is right there and she steps over the body to say, all right, let's get to the bottom of this. Like it doesn't even exist. She did that with the southern border when she went to the northern triangle countries to find the the root causes of uh, of the border crisis when the crisis is on the border. That should have been her first stop. But she's taken no time to interview anybody, any landowners there. Uh, she's taken no time to interview any of the border security agents, uh, any of the ICE members. She only talks to uh, Mayorkas, I guess, and a lot of people are calling for his resignation, and justifiably so. 
But the same thing goes with gas prices. Here's Jen Psaki walking in. Well, son of a gun, look at these gas prices going through the ceiling. This is really starting to impact our polls. Here's the murder scene. Lying on the floor is energy, our energy independence. It's dead. And Jen Psaki steps over it to uh, try to find the real root causes of it. Here she is with no clue, even though the answer is right there. The body is right there. Just, uh, you know, just rudimentarily look at, at how it died and, and, you may be able to figure it out. When can we expect a more detailed explanation from the White House about how it would plan to bring down energy prices? Well, I think as Dalip just conveyed, a lot of what's happening right now is sensitive. It includes uh, conversations with foreign uh, counterparts and other... You really don't need to have that. All you need to do is say, uh, let's go ahead and open up drilling again. And uh, how about that Keystone XL pipeline? Let's get that going again, shall we? Major large uh, global suppliers. It also includes conversations we're continuing to We have don't need to worry about global suppliers because we can be our own supply. ...have with Congress and others about uh, what steps may be at our disposal. And the president is continuing to consider options. So I expect we'll have more to tell you when it, any decisions are made. Oh, how very academic. Very, very academic. And I would expect nothing less you know sometimes you need music to pump you up sometimes you need to stay calm and, and you need the meditation I listen to music when I go to the gym and I go to the gym about about 45 minutes is my workout and I listen to music or I listen to you know podcasts maybe you listen to this podcast you should try it with Raycon earbuds you really should they come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort and unlike other brands they don't stick out of your ears yeah they have a 32-hour battery life. Unbelievable. So you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. And they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Give them a try. Right now, my listeners can receive 15% off the already low price of Raycons. Just go to buyraycon.com slash newsmax, buyraycon.com slash newsmax. Get them. And listen to the podcast when you're going on a walk. Okay, buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. So Freedom Convoy protest is expected to congregate uh, in Washington, D.C. or around Washington, D.C. this week. Opposed by Joe Biden. Opposed by Joe Biden. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, cancel that because my phone is on. Very unprofessional of me. Uh, here is the, uh, the leader of the movement. Bob Bullis, talking about what is going to happen and what you can expect in Washington, D.C. And this is part of a Fox 5 D.C. report. But the organizer of one of the trucker convoys I spoke to says the plan is not to occupy. Yes, he said one of them. There are many of them. And if you thought Canada was big, you ain't seen nothing. Occupy D.C., but to shut down the highway around it. We will be along the Beltway, where the Beltway will be shut down. Bob Bolas owns a towing business in Scranton and is just one of the people organizing a trucker convoy. By the way, tow truck operators in the D.C. area are already telling the authorities, uh, no. Convoy to D.C. He says the plan is to leave Pennsylvania Wednesday morning, drive through the district, then head to the Capitol Beltway. I'll give you an analogy of that of a giant bow constrictor. Basically squeezes you, chokes you, and then swallows you, and that's what we're going to do to D.C. Now, this is going to be grand. This is going to be irrefutable. This is going to send a very powerful message to Washington, D.C. And I have said this for a very long time, that we need to do something that will make them stop and take notice. 
Because right now, all they're doing is running roughshod over us. Right now, we are living a tale of two cities. We are the proletariat. We get the crumbs. Washington, D.C. and the surrounding area enjoy the large S. Democrat enclaves in larger cities around the country enjoy the large S. Seven of ten of the richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C. You and I have had to deal with recessions and shutdowns and not being able to go to the store. Now we are dealing with gas prices we can't afford. Now we are dealing with empty store shelves. We had our businesses shut down. We were told we weren't supposed to go to church. We were told we couldn't gather with our friends. Many of your kids are still being forced to breathe their own waste all day, every day at school. And the only way Washington, D.C. will get the plight of the American people is to do without themselves. But they never do, do they? They never do. Even during a government shutdown, if your work shut down, you wouldn't get back pay. In Washington, D.C., you get back pay. Here's a little bit more from the head of one of these truckers uh, groups saying that they're not going to shut off emergency vehicles from getting through. There'll be a lane open for emergency vehicles to be able to get in and get out and all that. We will not compromise anybody's safety or health one way or the other. As far as if they can't get to work, geez, that's too bad. Truckers in Canada shut down the Capitol there over COVID-19 mandates. But Bolas, a longtime Trump supporter, says here the issues are wide-ranging. Wait a minute. If he's a Trump supporter, that makes him an enemy of the people. This group of idiots are trying to take our rights away. We're done with the high fuel prices that all the illegals come marching across. Why should a child have to get vaccinated? This is not about not being able to go to Canada without being vaccinated. This is about everything, everything that you and I have been talking about, everything that we brought to the ballot box when it was stolen, when the election was stolen in 2020. Tonight, I reached out to Virginia and Maryland State Police to see if these plans are on their radar. MSP says yes, they are aware of the situation and working with law enforcement partners in the region. VSP also says that they are monitoring the situation. I have been hearing from police sources that they're having trouble finding tow truck companies Uh-oh. to work with law enforcement in the days ahead. Do you know why tow truck operators don't want to take part? Because um, they drive trucks. Yeah, yeah. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Don't get big. It's coming across the United States. It's going to get big and ugly. And the only way that the swamp dwellers in Washington, D.C. can understand the plight of you and me, and this has been going on for years, we have suffered uh, many times, and Washington, D.C. never does. Their spending never gets cut, even while your spending, your household spending, gets cut. It's the first thing. And all of the uh, the wonderful things that you've enjoyed when, when, when times are tough, you do without. Washington, D.C. doesn't have to do that. They never do. And, and then, uh, you know, we, we're spreading uh, inspiration to dictatorial regimes like in Canada by uh, shutting down January 6th. And now we hear from a Canadian uh, uh, member of parliament that, uh, that uh, Honk Honk is the new Heil Hitler. Of Honk Honk, which is an acronym for Hail Hitler. It is. And, and Do what we it, need to see yeah. by these 
protesters on social media. Meep, meep. I want to know what meep, meep is. If Hong Kong is Heil Hitler, then what is meep, meep? I really want to know. Uh, and what does this say to uh, geese? Honestly, because geese, what, what sound do they make? Honk, honk. Thank you very much. Are geese Nazis? You know? Do you ever notice when you see, uh, 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 you know, like Canada geese? There's the Canada geese, then there's the white geese over here. They never hang out together. I don't know. Maybe there's some goose supremacy there. Not sure. Special guest on the line, governor of West Virginia, wild and wonderful, talking about the state. Governor Jim Justice joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Sir, how are you today? Well, I'm wonderful. I hope everybody's doing good on your end. Things are good, my friend. I lived in the D.C. area for many years and spent much time uh, vacationing in West Virginia and Virginia. It's a lovely, lovely state. Uh, I want to ask you first and foremost, how are you feeling? And, and I, I recall a couple weeks ago, I know you had COVID. And, and I remember seeing a quote that you said you were, you were not going well. And I wanted you to know that I was praying for you and, and I was thinking about you. How did it go and how are you feeling now? Oh, no, I feel wonderful now. And good. I surely appreciate the prayers and the thoughts. And, uh, no, I'm really good. It just, uh, you know, I, I was fully vaccinated. Thank goodness. I, I was boosted. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but, but I'll tell you, you know, it, it really, uh, came out of left field and it's surely unusual feeling and for a couple of days you know i was uh i was really sick and so so you know very thankful and appreciative first and foremost to the good lord and yes, i'm sir. great now i'm ready well, I uh, I had it too, I, and I went to the most vaccinated uh, vaccine passport city in America, which is uh, New York City, and I came back with it. And uh, yeah, it, it it'll throw you for a loop. It'll it'll really throw you for a loop. I never I never felt like I was going to die. I never felt like I needed to go to the emergency room, but it was definitely rough. It was definitely uh, rough. Um, let's talk a little bit about midterms. And uh, I know that you had spoken to Newsmax about. Uh, the midterms and how uh, the Democrats are on the uh, the road to ruin. What do you think is going to happen with uh, the midterms and what message do you suppose uh, Americans, and I know in my heart, I, I know what I believe in my heart, what Washington, D.C. and the Democrat Party need to hear uh, and what this is about. What do you, what do you think about the, uh, the midterms and is it inevitable that the Democrats get their butts handed to them? I think the Democrats need to go home and work as hard as they can on practicing how to spell the word tsunami because they are absolutely <laughs> going to get whitewashed beyond belief and they deserve it. I mean, you've got so many nut jobs on the Democratic Party today that it is it is not even a party. It is the, it is the most craziest thing I have ever seen in my life. And literally, if they can just concentrate on that because it's going to happen, and the American people are going to show them they're sick of this stuff. And, and I hope and pray that some way, somehow, they will get tsunamied and they will get gone. And there will be replacements of people with good-thinking, smart American minds that are proud to be American.
Now, I want to tell you, here's what I, here's what I think, and I see this happen time and time again. Uh, the Democrat Party, they have both houses of Congress, and whenever something like this happens, they overreach. They look at a very slim majority as some sort of a uh, mandate, and, and they have done it this time. They have screwed the pooch, and we'll get into your pooch here in a little while. I want to talk about your pooch as well. Uh, but, but they really, they've overreached uh, to the point that not only just ruling from one side of the political spectrum, but heavy-handed rule of the American people against their will. Uh, do you feel like that's what the Democrat Party has done? And, and I believe they have overplayed their hand, and, and there's no turning back as far as I'm concerned. I think Americans have made up their mind about their actions while Joe Biden has been the president. Go ahead, sir. Well, I mean, we, we could talk forever. You know, I, I hate what's going on with President Biden because, you know, I, I really... I really mean this. You know, if uh, if he were my dad, I wouldn't let him be the president. Yeah. You know, I just wouldn't do it because it's just it's just so demeaning to him. And uh, and then and then right on down the whole thing is, you know, my dad would have always said, "Don't confuse effort with accomplishment." And what the Democrats are accomplishing is is a crimeless, you know, nation, an absolute inflation running away, all, you know, the things that are going on with the border, Afghanistan, now Russia, and it just goes, it just goes on and on and on. So at the end of the day, what they are doing is absolutely not working. It is absolutely, in fact, it's working reversal over over and over and over. And their, their idealistic thoughts of, I mean, how in the world could a human being try to come up with a thought that would say, defund the police? Thank you. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, yes. how could you do that? I know. And, and so, oh, so from my standpoint, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I hate to say it this way, but there's all kinds of things in West Virginia. And there's one, you know, never try to teach a pig to sing. The pig can't do it. You'll only frustrate yourself. And, and that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. It is. It is literally. It is pointless to try to talk to these people. Like, yeah, well, throw them out of office and go on down the road. Yeah, what I like to say is that the class of 1968, uh, they've spent 50 years in faculty lounges talking about, you know, their dreams, saying that socialism and communism are actually the best way to govern. It's just never been tried, even though it left 100 million people dead in the past. And right now, the class of 1968, this was their final last gasp to uh, have this socialist utopia, and it seems to be falling on its face. Let me ask you about Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, Joe Manchin, you know, I don't know him. I know that sometimes he's very reliable from a conservative standpoint point sometimes not so much he really held his ground with regard to the filibuster why did he move in this direction so so unflinchingly was it just because the people of west virginia were speaking so loudly against getting rid of the filibuster that it was so overwhelming he had to be heard what what are your thoughts on the senator well, you know, I, again, I could talk a long time about this. I, you know, I have a good working, a good relationship with Joe. You know, before I ever ran for office, way back when, you know, Joe and I, you know, we turkey hunted together and we fished and whatever together, and and uh, and 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 really and truly, Joe's a good guy. He's a good man, and he's got really strong West Virginia values. But on the other hand, you know, Joe's a politician. And he's he's been this forever. You know, and he's he's positioned himself that that he's of incredible importance 
and politicians really like that. Like it or not, they just do. And, 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 and you know, from, from all of that, the people of West Virginia, I mean, Joe hears the voices of the people of West Virginia, and he grew up surely in West Virginia, and he's a, he's a rock-solid West Virginian from that standpoint. And so, so he, I, I really think what is driving this boat are the people of West Virginia. I mean, you know, Joe, yes, he's there at West Virginia. It's the way it ought to be. And now, the voices of West Virginia are saying, you know, we don't want you going the other way. We want you going this way. Absolutely. Now, um, one more thing. I know you got into a little uh, a little spat with Bette Midler. And I got to tell you, if I had a choice between Bette Midler in concert and your dog's butt in concert, I'd pay for the dog. Uh, <laughs> You got a lot of play when you held your dog's rear end up to the uh, microphone. Uh, what what kind of response did you get? Because it kind of shut down the debate between Midler and you. I, I will promise you, it shut down the debate. But uh, <laughs> but, but you know, and from the standpoint of uh, you know all the West Virginia response, from the standpoint of all the national or world response, I mean, for crying out loud, I had three guys, three wonderful gentleman from Taiwan in my office today. And they, they, they say, where is baby dog? You know, and, uh, and I just think, but, but uh, the long and the short of it is, yes. is, and let me just tell you this, and I, I, I really mean this, but that dog does two things that we all should be doing. Yes, sir. She makes everybody smile. Yes, sir. And, you know, and if she, and if we could just make others smile, what a wonderful world it would be. But the other thing she does, she loves everybody. Yes, sir. She doesn't try to discriminate between anyone. She oh. truly loves everybody. And and if we could carry those values, it would be it'd be an awful good world. But uh, yeah, yeah. to the Bet Middlers and all those out there, you know, especially throwing rocks at West Virginia, yeah. I hate to say it this way, but uh, but listen, if you're going to throw rocks at West Virginia, I can turn into the town redneck, and it, it won't be a good day for, for, for you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Your your dog's butt is more famous than Kim Kardashian's now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. All right, yeah. my friend. Governor, I appreciate your time today, and, and i got to tell you, I love West Virginia. And uh, just one thing, if, if you could tell people who are going to come visit West Virginia, what would you recommend? What, what's some of the best? Just like, I know there are some beautiful resorts. There's uh, certainly great outdoor life in, in West Virginia. What's so great about West Virginia for those who haven't been? Well, I think anywhere you go, you'll yeah. see the people of West Virginia. You'll see a people that are truly appreciative, not only loving, but appreciative people, good, you know, good faith-based good people and everything that are craftsmen and what they do. And West Virginia has so much to do, it is off the chart. We have truly four, not harsh, four beautiful seasons. We're positioned within a rock so two-thirds of the population of the country and got just everything going on. And right now, West Virginia is killing it. West Virginia is absolutely pumping out surplus after surplus. Love it. And West Virginia is really on the move. So, All right. So I, I welcome any and everybody to come. If you haven't seen West Virginia, you need to come. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for the time today. Greatly appreciate it. I know you're busy. Best of luck to you. Make sure to check out your Twitter feed at uh, WV Governor. Uh, Governor, have a glorious week and a great weekend, my friend. Yes, sir. All y'all, too. And thank you again for all the great work you guys do every day. 
Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.